Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, here for part two of the New Jersey reunion and you know what that means, I'm here with Jordana How's it going? Hi Dylan, so excited to be back. You were commenting, you know, I'm I'm pretty tan today. I got in, I'm in Jersey mode. You're in Jersey mode. Mm-hmm. Um New York City's in smog mode. I feel yes. like this this uh this like smoke cloud that's over us kind of feels appropriate for the tone that's being said at the New Jersey reunion. It does. It got it was tense. I mean, very clearly. <laughs> it's been tense. This episode we the guys are coming out at the very end, so that means that during this episode we get a few flashes backstage of the guys kind of like hanging out I pre-appearance, mean, and the vibes are not good. The vibes are like they're in gangs. Like each room looks like they're. I feel like I'm watching The Outsiders. Like the, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Like Louis shirtless. He's like they're like talking shit. It feels like they're like ready to go into battle. It's yeah. very uh, very funny. <laughs> I've not thought about the outsiders since like seventh grade English class, but that's a good that's a good reference. Yeah, it's like dressing room one and dressing room two, and it's funny because in dressing room one you see it's like Nate, uh, Louis and Bill. I guess uh, no, uh, Polly. Polly's in there. Yes, and you know Nate's like wow, it's pretty calm. You know, we're just hanging out. Louis doesn't have a shirt on. Like, it's very just like the three of them don't really have anything to say to each other. And then in the other dressing room, it's like Frank, Joe, Joe Benigno. Like, everybody's kind of like juiced up, like ready to go. Oh, yeah. And Frank's like, you know, the, the vibe changed this year. The only <laughs> thing that changed is that Louis here. And, you know, from Frank, he fucked over Frankie. <laughs> it was hard to hear anything Frank said when I was just sort of like blinded by his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Frank has definitely had the like housewife special yes. when it comes to like the work done. Um, but yeah, like there's this weird thing that we didn't really hear about, about how uh, young Frankie was working for Louis's company that apparently just shut down. But then he kind of got ghosted by Louis. Right. So that's, you know, Frankie, Frank feels like he has this personal bone to pick. And then right. that's on top of all the Bo Deedle private investigator layer of stuff that's happening. So like this dressing room too is like really amped up to go out and see Louie. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like next week is going to be the best part. And when I say best, I mean like the most dramatic intense. Yes. I think the thing is with the women on stage, I think because Melissa and Teresa are at this point where they cannot have a conversation about anything it feels a little bit like we're just going in circles and you can tell that andy kind of feels that way too (laughs) that it's like you know a segment will start out about rachel fuda and then five minutes later it has devolved into like you're a bitch oh you're you're a bitch okay you're weak you're weak you're weak you're weak and it's like 
this was Rachel's segment. Yeah, it's extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. And they, they they managed to make, like you said, like they managed to make any of the other drama yeah. about them or like pick up on a, on a line and then just make right. it from there. Like, what was the thing with them? Uh, I'm going to call my ex. Yeah. Yes. It's like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah Channing Taman. <laughs> I like Channing Taman. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's kind of like, it's entertaining to watch, I think, because we we're seeing like a snippet of it. Yeah. But I'm sure in person when it's like 10 hours long and it's just constant, it does probably feel like a little draining. That's a good point that there are some reunions where you're like, release the footage. Like, I would love to know everything that like Vanderpump right now is very like, show me as extended yes. of a cut as you can. Whereas this, it's like, oh, it would be overwhelming. I imagine. Totally. To be in that room for, because again, they're just saying the same things over and over together. It's not like you're learning something new really about. Right. Uh, about their feud. And I think that's kind of the the tough thing about where this show is kind of overall. And this reunion is the crystallization of that is like this can't continue the way that it is going right now. There's no path forward. There's no productive moment to be had. It's just kind of like it doesn't seem like anybody really has like the Trump card that's going to be like I won. It's just like you're going to bicker with each other until the end of time yeah i guess i mean if you think about like who wins if they're both laying down it doesn't sound like they're both teresa's laying down a like i'm not seeing you again thing then like we're gonna find out who wins because we're gonna find out who's cat like when we find out who's cast next year is gonna be when we find out yeah who's winning when do they start filming they must be relatively soon so i think in the past they would have started filming maybe in like july but there's some rumblings that they might be like holding a little longer this season before filming to kind of like let things shake out a little bit, decide what direction they want to go in. I feel like with every Bravo show at this point, people are really quick to use the like on pause terminology. Mm -hmm. And it's like them waiting one extra month to start filming is not any meaningful pause. It's just like, yeah, it's June right now. The season is just not even over yet and they're gonna give it like a month before they send out contracts again a month to breathe which i think is fair (laughs) yeah like i mean i they've talked about doing the same thing with vanderpump rules and people are like vanderpump rules is going on pause after their best season ever and it's like that's just called like a normal hiatus between seasons yeah especially because they extended the season right you know with filming it's june it's it's june july yeah july is not that far away and i think i think for most of these shows a little bit of time and space between seasons is a better is a good thing mm-hmm. a lot most of the time. Well, you think about it also like this is their job, right? And like you don't want them to get burnt out from yeah. filming. I think sometimes when they have like a month to regroup, they come in like a little fresh and like maybe um, working harder or more, you know, more interesting. Yeah, and it, with, if they're just keep going nonstop, I think you can tell it kind of wears on them. Well, and it also it gives you a little bit of an opportunity, like sometimes in scripted shows, they'll do a time jump in the mm-hmm. in the show. And obviously Housewives isn't, you know, going ahead five years. But if you pick up cameras right after the reunion films, there's no opportunity for things to shift between seasons. Right. You're like you're capturing it in real time, which depending on the situation that can be exciting but also it's like if they're still fighting about the exact same things they were fighting about at the reunion that we watched a year ago it's like i would rather them wait three months and then have like something Some fresh new stuff. going on yeah for sure yeah i don't i mean obviously major question marks going into next season but um i mean this episode starts with 
the same the same thing it's always been. Teresa is now apparently blaming Melissa and Joe for they were hanging out with people who were responsible for them going to jail. And and Andy has to point out he's like the, you were married to the person who was responsible for you right. going to jail. And she's like, right, 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 right. But Chris Lorita said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that she does like, she does seem to like that. Andy seems to be the only one who could say that to her without getting his head chopped off. Yeah. Um, because if anyone else was like, you know, your husband's the one who got, who put you in jail. I think she would freak out. Yeah. And even, I mean, granted, Melissa's not the person that's going to be met with the most, uh, you know, whatever right now, but she's like, we didn't commit mortgage fraud. You did doll face. <laughs> and Teresa's she, like, not mortgage fraud. That was the thing. And then the taxes. And it's like, we're not, that's, that's not, not the, the point. issue here. Right. Well, is she saying that she, because she's also not saying she, when she went to jail, this is a long time ago. So I don't fully remember. Was she at fault? Like, was she also committing more? I mean, she must've because she did go to jail. So the, what basically happened was that her signature was on documents that were fraudulent. Okay. So she was, culpable for that but i think nobody ever really argued that she just signed the papers that joe told her to sign i don't think she was ever really seen as like a a, you know knowing accomplice (laughs) but it was like you signed the papers you have to be responsible for this right so there is some you know i don't think anybody's ever really challenged that she was some like you know criminal mastermind it's like her husband literally did screw her over in that sense but yeah. like it just is so i mean to relitigate that again and <laughs> again it's like, i didn't mean to bring it up again no, yeah no i mean it's relevant yeah. because they're talking about it but it, it's like on their level it's like right that was so long ago right although i mean i guess it is like a huge part of her life if she thinks about it like or, or a huge like a huge moment in her past which yeah probably still I think she probably has a, I think she probably has a lot of resentment. She doesn't really talk about resenting Joe that much. She talks a little bit about how the fact that she missed like her mother dying um, or that she missed a year with her mother before she died was like a big part of it. But I think she probably has a lot more resentment towards Joe than she's even talking about. If you think about all the people who have wronged Teresa in her life, like this seems to be the biggest thing that anyone could possibly do to put you in jail and you're away from your kids for a year. But, um, I think it's easier to displace that onto others than yeah. because maybe for the sake of her kids that she doesn't want to have this like angry, contentious relationship with her yeah. ex-husband. I think, yeah, it seems that she's sort of compartmentalized her feelings about Joe Judice to a point where that's not what she's actively angry about, or at least right. not, you know, consciously. Yeah. But I mean, t- talking about going back to the past, she's the one that brings up Jacqueline, who hasn't been on the show in Six six or so years. And, you know, she's saying that Jacqueline said all these horrible things about Melissa. And Andy, again, is like, wait, 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 wait. So now you are friends with Jacqueline when before this was like the the biggest enemy in your life. And they bring out these texts. Margaret brings it up first. But then Melissa is the one who has it printed out to read. Um, And it's a text that Jacqueline sent to Jackie about... Jackie Goldschneider mm-hmm. about Teresa, and these are in 2021. How do um, they even begin talking? It's my also my I question. I don't know. So there were a couple screenshots. They they showed the one big screenshot on the show, and then there was another one preceding that that was floating around online. But we never saw texts that were like the beginning of the conversation. It was just talking shit about Teresa. Right. Um, but okay, this text. I know I shouldn't care, but her arrogance voice and the fact that she gets away with too much after being a nasty asshole bothers me. This was 
this is the funniest part to me. She is a low life trash bucket. <laughs> and then it goes into her plastic surgery, you know, her her voice, she thinks she's a goddess, all this stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in that text. Yeah. Some of it's very mean. Some of it very mean. <laughs> Most of it's very mean. <laughs> and I mean, Jacqueline is not on the show. She's not coming back on the show, I don't think. We don't she's not here to speak for herself. Mm. But the fact that she was saying all that stuff, you know, two years ago, it's it does make you wonder like what are really the intentions of Jacqueline then like befriending Teresa they're hanging out in Vegas they're you know yeah like what is the whole I mean also like again there's the Dina part of it to me that also seems like don't they not speak because Dean so uh, yeah. Jacqueline's married to Dina's brother yes and there's also a rift between maybe it was like right. part of the rift with her and Dina so where she starts talking to Dina and Caroline don't speak Jacqueline and Dina I think are like not as estranged, but mm -hmm. not great. Right. <laughs> okay. But right. But yeah. it's like, but it's like, what is in it for Jacqueline to be in maneuvering behind the scenes in this group? The way that she is. Why does Jacqueline have Jackie Goldschneider's number? seems like she's a little bored. Yeah. yeah. Per perhaps. <laughs> Potentially. Um, but then the fact that Mel Melissa's reading this text, obviously, like we said, there's mean stuff in the text about Teresa, but Teresa's like, as she's reading it, Teresa's like, oh, Jacqueline's gonna kill you. And and Dolores is like, you better sleep when I open. It's not good for you, Melissa. And it's like, why? what is Jacqueline gonna do in Vegas? Like, oh, right. it's strange the... That was the right. That It's weird that that was the big reaction to her reading that text. Right. Not like, Melissa, you're being horrible for saying these, for repeating these things right. on camera, but that it's like, oh, you better watch out. It's like, what? Right. I wonder what goes on behind the scenes. I mean, like, what is Jacqueline going to do? Roast her on Instagram or Twitter? <laughs> right, she like, already has. Right. <laughs> right. Like, Jacqueline saying that Melissa's, like, fame hungry is not new. Mm -hmm. and that also wasn't that insulting. Also, it's, like, kind of rich coming from... From Jacqueline, like, who's starting all this shit. But yeah. it's like, you're the one who hasn't had a TV show for all these years. Right. And yet is still inserting yeah. herself into... It is funny. The way that on Bravo shows and this franchise in particular... The idea of being fame hungry and wanting attention and wanting to be on camera is sort of continuously wielded as a negative thing when like this is all existing within the bubble of a reality TV show. Right. And it's like every single person on this couch has at one point made the decision that this is what they want and has continued to make that decision by staying on the show. And so when you're like, oh, well, like. Rachel told me she didn't really watch the show, but she had a Finsta that was Bravo Lover 1234. It's like Jennifer Aiden was tweeting years ago that her biggest dream was to be a housewife. Like it's not an it's not a bad thing. Right. It's kind of funny. It's it's like um trying to insult someone by saying that they care a lot about their job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like trying to insult try someone. so hard at your job, like But yeah. it's like right. It's like people who come to work at Betches and followed us on Instagram. It's like, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. It's like a good thing. Yeah. You want them invested. Right. And it's it is funny just because like with even with Jackie and Teresa, there's been this thing of like, you know, Jackie went to a book signing of Teresa's like years ago. Yeah, and I remember people that. people post this yeah. photo and being like, fangirl. And it's like, we're, of course. Well, it's like, <laughs> we're on else? a podcast about this show. If you apply to be on Real Housewives of anything, yeah. one has to assume that you are want to be famous, want to be yeah. in this world, are fame hungry. I think, I don't think any of them are like, 
We're just like frolicking about like and then we're discovered one day without being interested in being on the show. Yeah, I, I've t- and even in in interviewing a lot of the people that go on these shows, that's something we talked about that it's like there everybody has their reasons for doing it. And also these shows have been on for long enough now that auditioning, signing up, applying to be on Housewives is you know exactly what it is it's not like back in 2008 when it's like oh this sounds like a fun opportunity maybe it'll be good for my business yeah Yeah. it's not that thing that's this kind of like unknown you know maybe there's gold in them their hills it's like no the reason you're doing it is because you've seen what it's done for other people or you want you want something specific for yourself so i i almost wish that that would just go away as like a housewives trope of the like arguing about who watched the show before who who's right. thirsty for camera time it's like you're all getting camera time you're you're all full-time cast members on this show you're here for a reason right you didn't sign up to be like in this startup like this is a full-blown co- corporation that you know exactly what to expect from. right and rachel's like i wouldn't have said i didn't watch the show because that's just not true <laughs> like Plus, if you didn't watch the show before going and filming the show, I think that's very unwise. It's like not researching the company that you're about to start working for. Yeah. I mean, likewise, Jen Jen did research on the Rachel's nose search. <laughs> but I love I love the clarification that she's like, I didn't go to him to get my nose fixed. He only did my chin. <laughs> so wait, so um Rachel's so Rachel's doctor did Jen's chin? I I, think, that I think that's where we landed. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. It, it is just funny because it's like for Jen Aiden of all people to make comments about somebody's like bad nose job. Right. But then to also have work done by the same doctor. It's like, I don't know how like the plastic surgery circles of New Jersey work, but it, it just, I don't know. I mean, Jen is like a hypocrite 101. What did she say about like when Andy asks her about like revealing the Melissa rumor mm. and she's like, well, you know, they did it to me. So mm. it's fair game. And Melissa's like, I didn't do it to you. And she's like, well, like, I forgot what her response was, but it was like, just deflecting the fact that like, yeah. she's, she's saying that it's so messed up that Margaret did this and then does it and then has no regard for saying that it's hypocritical. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. 
Move with confidence. Thanks to Love. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. This rumor about Melissa is a big uh, a big sticking point in part two of the reunion. We're talking about ex-best friend Laura, um, and Margaret walks us back, says that Margaret was try- that she was trying to be nice at one point and get her friend Laura on the show. And then at a certain point, she realized that the friendship with Laura was was more about her trying to be on the show than about an actual friendship. So they distanced themselves. And then Laura, still wanting to get on the show, chose to uh, back channel some drama. And so this was a revelation to me. I don't know if this was talked about at all online, but we find out that Jennifer told Melissa about this rumor from Laura before the season started filming. Okay. And... You know, Melissa already knew something about it. She wasn't that concerned. So basically, this whole storyline on the season was constructed by Jennifer in a way to seem like it was this big thing, you know, that, oh, we can't say this. We can't bring it up. I don't I'm going to be really careful with how we tell Melissa. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Danielle, I'm going to tell you, but you can't say anything. Even though I'm telling you on camera. Even though I'm telling you on camera and even though. I already told Melissa. Right. It's like it it really is interesting to hear more of the layers of this because this was a major plot point throughout the season and Danielle was kind of like the the one who had to be the bearer of bad news and now we find out that everybody else already knew. Yeah, she as she says in her trailer when I don't think she thinks she's miked. I was they, set up. They set me up. Even though she's pretending on the show that she doesn't believe that yes. she was set up, which is also interesting. I I think she is she really doesn't want to run afoul of Teresa and Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And that's very clear by the fact that she's like, guys, did you set me up? And Jennifer says, I'm sorry if it came across that way. That's not that wasn't my intention. And she was like, Well, I believe it. I I believe that you didn't set me up. I don't want to I I don't want to think of myself as anyone's pawn. And Margaret's like, "Well, babe, right. You can what if that's your desire. <laughs> whatever helps thing, you whatever but, helps you sleep at night." But, but, but clearly she does think that. Right? Yeah, that was that was a fascinating little fourth wall moment where she's in she's behind the door and she says to Nate, "They set me up. They, you know, I they mean, they used me." Of course they set her up. To me it was kind of like there's Teresa who's running the show and then there's Jennifer who's usually carrying out her shit. And I think Jennifer has gotten established enough on the show where she's like, okay, that's like, that's like a, a lower ranked soldiers move than me. <laughs> like I've, I've graduated. I've been promoted to like yeah. manipulation person, not like executor. Yeah. She's like, I'm the consigliere now. <laughs> yes, Actually she's like, because she, now she's like Teresa's mouthpiece for, for all the other, yeah. um, the drama. And I think she was like, okay, there's a new girl here. She seems to want to be on this side. Like she's going to be the one, you know, I'll- taking the, <laughs> being the face of this issue. I'll, I'll give her this little uh this little task to do to see if she can prove her worth. Yeah. It is it's funny though because 
I think that's how Jennifer's looking at it from like a storyline maneuvering standpoint. Mm. But I think Teresa more sees it as this this piece of information to kind of use against Melissa with her brother. Like that she's she's like, oh, well, if Joey finds out about this, then maybe maybe he'll realize that Melissa's like this cheater. Horrible person. It's just funny because there's been so many rumors like about all of them, but like rumor, I feel like I've heard rumors about Melissa and an ex sort of like sprinkled throughout all the seasons and he never really, it doesn't seem like that's really ever shaken them. No. So I don't really understand what the point is of keep, of of continuously going. Yeah. That's what, that's something that is a struggle for me to understand from Teresa's perspective I I get that she doesn't like Melissa. Like, Mm -hmm. I get that she maybe on some level still feels like she wasn't the right girl for her brother or something. But the the fact that season after season, it feels like every time there's a rumor or a whispering of something, she's like, oh, this is going to be the thing that makes Joe realize that this was... Right. That this girl isn't good enough for him or that she's, you know, two timing and whatever. And it's like... Melissa and Joe have never really had real issues on the show. There was one uh, last season or two seasons ago. Right. There was like Where some she was friction. Like working too much right, she was working too mind. much. You know, I how real that was. I don't really know. But that's the biggest conflict we've ever seen between them on the show. And it never felt existential. It just felt like Joe needed to kind of like get with the program a little bit about what their life is like. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that like, I mean, I think on like a, on a grander level, these are like your, this is your brother and these, these are your nieces and nephews. And I think it is really fucked up to try to like destroy their family by continuously trying to like create this rumor, like just for the sake of your own, like innocent family member, like those are your, those are your niece and nephews. Mm. Well, and, but then she also says she swears on her kids that she that she wants Melissa and Joe to be happy Mm. that she's like, okay, okay. I had to say, I had to tell Joe about this, this rumor I heard because you know, that's, I got to tell him. But then at the end of the day, if you want to be happy, I want you to be happy. And it's like, she keeps doing it. Yeah. Right. It's like you, you, at a certain point, the, your actions speak louder than words. Right. And it's like, you've, you've never really shown us that you want Melissa and Joe to be like, happy and in love together forever. And that's fine. I think she should just own that. Like, I don't really yeah. like her. I would have preferred a different sister-in-law. It is what it is. And like, she doesn't have to, she doesn't have to make her into this like cheating, like manipulative person in order to just say, I just don't like her. Yeah. We don't mesh. I do think we get closer to that when they're talking about the comment that Melissa made in Ireland about drunk dialing her ex. Yes. And Teresa's kind of just like, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was nasty. She shouldn't have said it. She's a married woman. Like, okay, yeah, fine. I, that's, that's your opinion. That's fine. Yeah. I think that is how Teresa honestly feels about it. And I would rather her just say that than be like, well, I thought that because my brother is so sensitive, it would be blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, just say like, right. If he wants to be, off. if he wants to be mad about it, like he'll be mad. He has same, the same right. access to this footage. <laughs> the, the, Teresa's mind cannot compute that Joe wouldn't see that and be livid. <laughs> Right. It's like some, maybe like that. Maybe that's a trope in their relationship. Like that's clearly something that he doesn't care that much about because he can see it. Right. <laughs> Melissa's like, I, I. It was literally a joke, and Teresa's like, a joke. There was one season where they like prank called him to say that she was like with yeah. a guy. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I remember that. I think they might have been the same season they were fighting. I don't remember. But yeah, it's clearly like not that sensitive of a subject in their relationship. Right. She's willing they, to prank him about it. Right. Like whatever, you know, if you believe that they have ever there's been infidelity in their relationship, that's fine. But they clearly are secure enough with each other mm-hmm. to joke about those things. That seems like a, something we have established. Right. It is. Yeah. It's. I mean, and, you know, Melissa takes that opportunity to do the. It's it's funny. Laugh. Ha ha. <laughs> and then they just keep going. Yeah, it's, it is exhausting even just watching the snippets. Yeah. When we get to the um, when they're like, so Louis the bitch boy now. And Teresa's like, yeah, he is the bitch boy. What about it? Like, I didn't even understand what that what they were trying to say. Like that. That isn't it, is it a good thing now to be a bitch boy. Um, I think it's a good thing to it, when Teresa wants you to be the defending bitch. her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if bitch boy is something that we can really quantify in that way. Right. But I think when it suits Teresa, she, well, because she wants Louie to have the conversation about the rumor. Yeah. With, you know, what, I mean, I don't know. on this show, it seems like the, the definition of bitch boy on this show is someone who is um, defending their wife. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, um, I'm glad that uh, that Bill Aiden's one therapy session really made a world of difference for him. That was weird when they, just the whole addressing of that topic, which, you know, I'm very into. I was yeah. very into that storyline. They really like did not. She really was not going into it, yeah. which I thought was a shame because I think that would have been a really good opportunity to like be yeah. a little bit more real. Like you had seen her being on the show, but it seems like their their discussion of that was just like, we're very happy. We don't need it anymore. Bill explained that he just. That he needs to relax. I'm like, he couldn't, he probably could have said that like when you originally asked him. Right. I don't think that. <laughs> right. Like her big breakthrough is that it's like, I now also go to the pool house sometimes. <laughs> fix marriage problems, <laughs> fix. Right. Right. Just the, just the idea that Andy's like, so did, did Bill ever just change his mind about therapy? And she's like, no, but actually that one time we did go that you saw on camera that wasn't helpful. It actually was. <laughs> It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I was disappointed because I really was like into vulnerable Jen. Yeah. And it still seems like she was not willing to go there in the reunion. Yeah. Jennifer is a tough. She's a tough person to root for sometimes because I think she's great TV. Like, you know, she's obviously very good at this like production mindset, whatever. But on a personal level, it's like there are certain moments where it's like I want this good thing for you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like you're you're on the level to be able to really just say like, yeah, I want that for me too. Because they're talking about her marriage and she's like, I'm, I love my marriage. It's exactly what I want. And it's like, that's, that's fine. That's good. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I want you to be happy, but it feels like always there's this like one layer of something that she can't quite get, get at. Totally. And I think instead of going there, she's again, just blaming Margaret for her daughter wanting to be a therapist, which I think is like, a nice profession it's not like she's saying like yeah my daughter wants to be like in the mob like my daughter wants to like help people work through their problems and like my parents have their problems and they're working through like i don't think she's talking about this idea that she wants to be a therapist it's like such is this like huge like awful thing that has been done to her daughter like yeah that's a nice thing well and also like a 12 year old changing their mind about what they want to be when they grow up is not earth shattering right she's like last year she wanted to be a broadway star in hamilton and now she wants to be a love therapist it's like okay same i don't think we need to blame margaret for your daughter's potential career choice there was a time in my life when i earnestly told people i wanted to climb mount everest can you imagine 
No. I mean, <laughs> I could see that for you. It sounds like the most, the least fun thing I can imagine. <laughs> people change. People change. Ch- people, people change. change. Olivia Aiden has changed. Um, yeah, but that she just keeps repeating that thing. And I just don't really think that anyone's like as infuriated about it as she is. Yeah. On a lighter note, though, I did. I The revelation that Jennifer's coffee reader psychic had also been Nono's oh like live in nurse who said that Melissa didn't visit him enough. <laughs> that <laughs> sent me. It's like she's like, OK, look, it wasn't fake, but she had mentioned a couple times before how Melissa didn't really come visit Nono when he was sick. It's like, oh, my everything. Everything comes back. This is she, this, this woman's really back. a renaissance woman. She's you know she's a nurse for the ill. She's reading teacups. It's like how do you find these people who have these various like <laughs> skills? Right. It's like the the circle of this show would really have you believe that there are only about fifteen people in like in, the state of Ju- New Jersey, in Bergen County, <laughs> right. that all just have like various jack of all trades professions. It's very weird. And it's like so actually the trainer is now the the author who wrote the book and and, it, and now has a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, and cuz the trainer was especially the trainer at the wedding. Yeah. Right. Uh she, you know, she's side tra- character trainer/shitstirrer. I can't wait for the therapist to come back as like another housewife, Jen's therapist. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. I We've never had somebody's therapist be a housewife on the show. That would probably cause probably some issues. like HIPAA laws, or some HIPAA rules. But you know, can, I'd be here for it. Yeah, like can can you waive your like doctor patient confidentiality if Bravo cameras really want to know for the right price? Yes, <laughs> it's like actually, I would love to hold a diamond next season. So, uh, my I, I I don't do that. I mean, listen, I would watch. Do I think it's morally okay? No. But (laughs) is anything on the show? Not really. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. The big thing that we're setting up to have a battle royale next week is about this private investigator stuff that Louis seems to be... He seems to be keeping that industry afloat in, in America, I would say, at this point. Honestly, like... I'm annoyed because I first like kind of kind of liked Louis and I yeah. just feel like he has ruined it entirely. And I kind of feel like he's like a bad guy now. It's, it's pretty bleak because the thing is last season when there was like stuff coming out about Louis, some of it was pretty cringeworthy, mm-hmm. but it, it felt separate enough from what was happening on the show that it didn't really not that it didn't matter because some you know there were women that he had been with who had pretty troubling stories but that it wasn't about the group and now hearing the stuff about Jaden's yeah. birth mother getting contacted and Margaret's son potentially getting called and threatened at work you know I don't I don't know one way or the other like all of this stuff it's like it makes you kind of believe that's like dark as hell. It makes you believe the stories more from the past that had come out. I think like about like him being abusive. The story you posted on Bravo yeah. by Batches last night to me was like 
that is, if he could do that, then I think he probably did everything everyone's accusing him of. So just a quick recap, Louis' ex-fiance filed for a restraining order against him because she alleges, so she's a, a therapist. Is ex-fiance or ex-wife? Ex-fiance, I believe. Okay. Uh, she's a therapist and she's alleging that one of her clients was actually a private investigator hired by Louis to basically get information and that they she says that they had like you know three or four sessions and in each session the the patient quote unquote was asking questions about this woman's relationship with louis and it's like i mean that's crazy yeah that, that would be weird for any patient to be asking their therapist right. about their past engagement that like why would you even know that but like i mean that's all alleged she filed for the restraining order but it's like that type of th- like that's some messed up shit if yeah. true and i mean to me that's like very concerning she doesn't seem and it just seems like a lot of things that are that are yeah. people are accusing him of and i have a hard time believing that none of them have any truth to them yeah and there, there's something that comes up earlier in the episode when um so they're asking about Margaret having information on people and Margaret's like, well, I don't hire private investigators. I just like know a lot of people and hear things, which like uh, who knows. But but Teresa is like, yeah, because you can't afford to hire private investigators. <laughs> the way that she throws that out there, like it's this, you know, sick burn that it's like, yeah, you don't have all these private investigators because you couldn't afford it. And it's like, OK, it feels like you kind of just told on yourself a little bit. Right. That's yeah, it's not the that's not the when you think it is <laughs> saying that right that it's like actually we write checks to many of them. Right. And she's like immediately called out on that like, oh, so it's OK to be like this sneaky bad person if you can afford it. Right. Like that's, that's so what makes weird. it OK. Um, she's just like a wa- that's my issue with Teresa. She's just like a walking contradiction. And I'm a little nervous for her with with Louie. Like, I think that. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, I was t- we were talking on the wedding episode about how in love they seem and how like and there's certain I guess the, the cool thing about reality TV is it does show, you no one is black and white because it seems like he does mm. have some redeeming qualities. Like there are episodes where he seems like he is like somewhat of a peacemaker, somewhat into like mental health and that kind of stuff. And even like the way he is with his son seems nice. But like this other side of him seems really, really dark and like potentially worrisome. Yeah, and it feels like obviously on these shows, like you said, it, it it does show you different sides of people, but also you're only seeing so much. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that we have seen on camera, knowing that that is what he has allowed to happen while he knows he's being filmed, it does kind of make you wonder, what are we not seeing? Right. And, you know, I don't want to make any like grand declarations about what I think Louis is doing off camera because I'm not there. But like it it seems all of this stuff about the private investigators and, you know, people getting called and threatened and all of that. It's like it all it feels like it comes together to create a picture. It doesn't feel like it's just like Isolated, random yeah. here and there. And like, ah, eh, well, that doesn't sound true. That doesn't sound true. It's like I don't know if all of it's true, but it certainly sounds like a you know, a troubling image. Agreed. If it walks like a duck, you know, <laughs> um, and even I think I saw something online about like the Bo Deedle statement yeah. and that Bo Deedle was actually like, um, like if you want to like drop me, be dropping my name, you need to like pay me. Cause I don't, I haven't been doing it. Like I would, but yeah. I'm not actually, not actually a paying client of mine. 
Yeah, I mean, I think next week it's going to be really... I'm curious to see kind of like what Louis actually has to say for himself because I feel like Teresa has... She's gotten heated and said a lot of things, but she hasn't necessarily denied... Like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like all of this stuff is just being denied flat out. Yeah. Which it's like... Which means to me that it is true yeah at at least part of it at least in some form that there's there is a there there i mean louis himself is stating that he is a very vindictive guy that he's stating that like people better not mess with him so it's like why wouldn't we believe that it's true this is like what people are saying he said i have investigators with information on every single one of you and then people the next episode are like these people are coming are coming after me and my children and my ex-wife and whatever. So it's kind of well, like, yeah, I he's mean, not, he's not denying it really either on the show for somebody like Frank Catania to be so heated against him. And he's like, you know, like I'm not a, I'm not a bandwagon kind of person, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like this is personal to me now. Like that is, I mean, it's, it's icky, but also then thinking about moving forward on the show, the husbands have always been kind of this, like, Group, group, group where yeah. even if everybody's not on the best terms with each other or their wives aren't like it's kind of one group and i have a feeling that coming out of this reunion that's not going to be like a, a safe space for louis even if maybe it wasn't already the season but yeah he seems to be pissing quite a few people off i think the interesting thing also in this dynamic of friendship is dolores mm. because she really has been towing the line for like every season she's on of like not fully supporting Teresa, but also not, not supporting her. If that makes yeah. sense. And so, and even in these, like in the reunion, you're seeing like little bits of Teresa being like pissed off at her for like speaking to, who was she speaking to? Was she speaking to Melissa or Rachel Fuda? Um, yeah, she says, and she's like, I want no, Oh, or maybe it's Margaret. She was speaking to Margaret about, oh, about um, the Laura rumor. She was like, she was like, to be honest, like, cause you know that rumor really like Teresa, Jennifer, and Danielle. That whole side of the couch are all like deeply involved in it in various ways. And and Dolores is really just like guys. Like this is not my I want nothing to do with it. I want nothing to do with it. But Teresa's like, you should have defended me when someone told you about it. And she was like, Yeah, I think there's. I think the Dolores Teresa relationship is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Even like it's funny because like Frank J- Frank Junior. Frankie. His name, <laughs> he is um Dolores's son as well. Yeah. So like, I wonder what her opinion on that whole thing is. Like, what is she yeah. always seems to be like wanting to be like Switzerland. Yeah. But I do feel like the time will come where she's gonna need to make a firm stance. Yeah. Oh, I thought in the so Dolores says the about the um the phone call to Margaret's son when Melissa pulls out the like phone record receipt and Dolores says she doesn't want it to be true uh but Margaret did call her the day it happened um Teresa asks why Dolores didn't tell her and she says she wants nothing to do with it I mean it's it's the kind of thing where it's like again like the the pieces seem to fit yeah so <laughs> You know, it's going to be a, a weird part three, I think. I'm very excited for it. I am excited. Yeah. I, if, <laughs> I'm nervous, nervous, but excited. Same. I feel like I can feel the tension <clears throat> from this far away. It's all it's all led up to this. Yes. And we will be back uh, next week to talk about it. Jordana, thanks as always for joining me. Thanks for having me. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. 
Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.